Turn to Matthew chapter 18. Appreciate those who uh, are here, those who stayed. And I'm going to tell you something, you're going to be glad you stayed. You are in for a treat. You're going to see why I say that in just a moment. It's not because I'm bragging about my preaching. In Matthew chapter 18, the disciples came to Jesus and they asked the question, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and he set him before them. And said, truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Now, that passage has always been a challenge for me. Now, let me tell you why. I imagined some time ago... What if I would have been the child that Jesus chose from among all the children there and set me and said, you got to become like this one. And my parents were in that crowd. What would have been going through their mind? Have you ever, have you ever went through that exercise Ask yourself if you were the child that Jesus would have picked up, sat in the midst, and your parents were there, and he said, you got to become like children. And, and here's one of them. Here's an example. If you've never gone through that exercise, don't do it. Because I did. And it helped me, though, it helped me understand what he was talking about. And it's not how we would normally think. You know, now, if, 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 okay, if it would have been me and my parents were there and Jesus would have said this, here, here are some of the thoughts that would have been going through my parents' mind. And I've told these stories before, but they get better every time. I wonder if he's thinking about the time when, when Mike had a babysitter and she was the best babysitter we'd ever had. And one night, Jim and I, Sue and I, we were having this conversation about how we were concerned of her because we had a chair that she often sat in and, and that chair was kind of weak and she was kind of big. And we're afraid if she sits in that chair, she's going to break it. So the next day, I took it upon myself to tell my babysitter, my mom and dad said, you really don't need to sit in that chair. <laughs> and she said, well, why? I said, well, they said, you're so fat, you may break it. <laughs> she quit. Or maybe it was the time when, when I wanted some solitude. My grandmother was taking care of me. She was babysitting me because the other one had quit. And I needed some, some quiet time, some, some play time to myself. 
So when, when she went into the, the, the woodshed behind our house, I just happened to walk up and close the door and lock it so she couldn't get out. Now, later she did get out. She figured out a way out, and she, she took my gun belt off. I was playing cowboy, and she, she took care of me. Maybe, maybe that's what Jesus meant when he said, you've got to become like this little child. Or maybe it was the time when I was in the second grade. If you're in the second grade, raise your hand. Do we have any second graders here this morning? Right over here is the second grader. We've got a couple of second graders. got several second graders. Okay, now raise your hand again. If you're in second grade, raise your hand. Okay, right here. Ooh, right there. Okay. Let me tell you what I did when I was that age. I wanted to go spend the night with one of my buddies. And I really didn't want to have to ask my parents. So I forged a note from my parents to my bus driver. You have our permission to let Mike ride this bus and get off with, his name was Jokey. Now, the funny part of this story is that the bus driver bought it. I was sweating bullets because I, I had written that note out. I'm in the second grade. I'd written that note out and gave it to the bus driver. And I'm thinking, oh, is this going to work? He just looked at it and, okay. It was a few hours later when my parents finally figured out where I was at. And they called his parents and talked to him, said, well, just let him go ahead and spend the night. We'll deal with it the next day. And, and there again, I, I got, I had, I was dealt with. Trust me, my parents took care of it. Was that it? Was that the childlike quality? Or maybe it was the time, and this is probably the best one because I hadn't accomplished. My brother and I, we decided that my mom would get so much delight out of this little trick we were going to play on. So there was a period of time when, when we would stay by ourselves before she got home from work. And so we thought she would just, oh, she, she's going to love this. We're going to go up and we're going to hide in a tree. So when she gets home, she won't be able to find us. She's going to think this is hilarious. So my mom comes home. It's dark. It's wintertime. And she steps out. I can still see, see this one in my mind's eye. She's standing at the back door, and she's yelling for us. Oh, we're just up there. We're just snickering. This is going to be so funny. Well, I'm a parent now, and I get why that wasn't too funny to her. Because she comes home, and the house is dark, and we're gone. I was probably third grade when that happened. And she dealt with that one, too. You see why I have such a hard time with this passage? <laughs> he couldn't have been talking about me. Well, we, we kind of got to let our minds go in a little bit different direction on this one. And if you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel, I want you to think about these things. And I want you to think about this. Especially if, if you've only recently reached the age of accountability. You're in a great place. Because you don't have to think back that far to what it was like to be this person of whom Jesus said will enter the kingdom of heaven. He said in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 4, Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. 
No, I get that one. Because children are humble. That, mean, that doesn't mean they don't occasionally boast about maybe something that they accomplished. But they're not always thinking of themselves more highly than they should. And that's what pride is. Pride takes us in a direction we shouldn't go. If you want to be in my kingdom, Jesus said, not only must you be, be converted, but you also and you must become like children. You must possess this quality. Now, why is that so important? Well, look at Ephesians chapter 4. And this is something that we would all agree is important within the local fellowship. Uh, Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1, Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called with all humility. He begins there with humility. And gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You see, unity in a local church is absolutely essential. And children who think less of themselves and more of others who do not think as highly of themselves or too highly of themselves are in a position to possess that attribute and that's going to be critical. They have that humility, that patience, that showing tolerance for one another in love. I mean, you think about it. Think about how many times you do something to your kids that you just feel bad about but they always come back to you. They keep loving you, don't they? Because they don't ever want to be separated from the family. They're willing to do whatever it takes as little children to keep this family together. And that's why humility is so important. In Philippians, the second chapter, in verse 3, Paul wrote, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind. Regard one another is more important than yourselves. That's what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about the mindset that sees others with value. That, that realizes I need other people in my life. You don't ever see kids, if they run away from home, they come back. They may go and spend the night with a buddy and not tell their parents about it, but pretty soon they start feeling like they need to be back with their family. That's what Jesus was talking about. If you've never obeyed the gospel, you need to understand that humility. Humility is an attribute that you need to possess, and that's going to be a part of your conversion. The second thing is the innocence. The innocence. <laughs> you say, well, you've got to define that one, don't you? I was guilty of everything that I told you earlier, but I had no intention of really hurting anybody. Whatever I did, I did out of ignorance, and I just didn't really understand what it was that I was doing. Well, as a, as a child of God, I'm going to have to develop that quality of innocence that children have because Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Children never act with malice or evil intent. Whatever it is they do, before they reach the age of accountability, however bad it may seem, their hearts are pure. It may not feel like it at times, but their hearts are pure. So there is that innocence. In Romans chapter 16, when Paul was writing to the church at Rome, I want you to notice a phrase 
that he uses as he brings this epistle to a close. In Romans 16, verse 19, for the report of your obedience is reached to all, therefore I am rejoicing over you, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. Now the evil there is the rebellion against God. Children don't operate from that premise. They may seem rebellious, but they're not rebelling against God. If I'm going to be converted, then I need to have that mindset, that level of innocence. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse 20, Paul wrote, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking. You need to grow up. You need to be mature in your thinking. Yet in evil, be infants. But in your thinking, be mature. But in evil, be like a baby. Now that helps. <laughs> you know, why didn't you just take it to that point to begin with? Because infants are innocent. They're pure. They're not ever acting with evil motives or evil intent. So if you're here this morning and you've never obeyed the gospel, as a part of your conversion experience and becoming like children, you're going to have to be innocent. You're going to have to be pure in heart. And then finally, you have to be dependent. A dependent. You have to be dependent like a child in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said to his disciples, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? I never worried when I was a child. I never worried. If I used that word, I didn't know what it meant. I was just repeating what I heard somebody else say. I never went to, to bed at night and found myself not being able to sleep out of concern that my parents were not going to feed me the next day. I never... I never lived my life with anxiety, concern that my parents were not going to provide clothing or shelter or any of the things that I needed. I understood, and this is why it's so hard to lose your parents. It's because they are the rock that you stand on. Well, that's what God is to be to us. And if I'm going to be converted and become like a child and enter his kingdom, I'm going to have to learn to be truly dependent upon him. In 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter actually brings humility and dependence together at this place. But I want you to notice what he writes first about humility and then what he writes about dependence. He uses a, a phrase that doesn't carry the... Uh, word dependent with it, but he says to humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I knew my parents cared for me. I knew they were going to take care of me. I knew that no matter what happened in my, my life, they were going to be the source of everything that I needed. That's what God is. And for that reason, I can cast my anxiety on him. I've got to have that dependent spirit like a child. In the book of Psalms, I like the way the psalmist stated it, and it's very similar to what we just read 
in 1 Peter. But in the 55th Psalm, in verse 22, the psalmist wrote, Cast your burden upon the Lord, and He will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. That is, those who cast their burden upon the Lord. Children do that. I must do that if I'm going to be a member of His kingdom. And then finally, in the words of the Apostle Paul, as he was reaching the end of his life, he wrote in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 18, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and will bring me safely to His heavenly kingdom. Think about how many times when you were a child, you know it now, you didn't know it then. Your parents were facing hard times. The world was bringing challenges into their lives, but they always took care of you. You climbed up in their arms. They were always there. They were always loving you. They were always putting their arms around you. You were totally dependent upon them, and you move forward in the life with the understanding that the Lord is going to rescue you, your parents were going to rescue you, and that they would bring you safely. Did you ever go on a vacation and worry that you weren't going to be safe? No, because you were with your parents. Well, we have God. And if we're going to become children of His, we're going to have to learn to depend on Him. If you're here this morning and you want to become a child of God, humble yourself. Be innocent. And then learn to depend on God. And He'll save you. Confess your faith, repent of your sins, and be baptized to have those sins washed away. Please come as we stand and say.